The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Hi, I'm Janine. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, we are doing something different with COVID. We're doing it with video, which is great to connect with people from all over. And today I have Dr. Nolan Kagetsu. Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes. Okay, excellent. Joining me from New York City. Hi, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you uh, for inviting me. Well, I was glad that Winnie Sun introduced me to you. You have a lot of great insight into staying safe right now, things to do moving forward. Could you tell the listeners what it is you do? I'm a neuroradiologist, um, so physician that uh, does uh, diagnose. I tell people you don't want to be my patient because that means you have uh, headaches or back pain and, and stuff like that. But I look at the scans of uh, patients with those kinds of problems and uh, help treat those kinds of problems. Um, I also actually do procedures, and for and this whole mask issue is very interesting for me because for some of those procedures, we wear masks to uh, uh, protect our patients. And this is very similar to why uh, the public should wear masks. Some people will say, oh, um, you know, I, I'm tough, I don't need a mask, but you're actually protecting other people. And so it's kind of a, it's just a way to um, kind of, you know, we're all in this together. We all want to uh, protect each other and wear a mask. Um, I noticed some of the nurses that are showing um, their protective gear, they're actually wearing a few masks. Right. So because of the shortage, sometimes the, uh, even my colleagues are wearing two masks. So in the hospital, they have a thing called the N95 mask, which before this whole COVID thing, you could just buy at a, a hardware store because they were used for dust protection. And so it's N95 because it filters out 95% of certain types of particles. And those, those um, you know, you can, people would use them for working in dusty environments or painting or whatever. And uh, so they would wear those masks. And it turns out it's actually very good for protection against COVID. So they would wear those masks and then they would put a surgical mask on top of it because if something splashed, you could replace the cheaper surgical mask and then preserve the uh, harder to find N95. Very smart. Sometimes I see people with a mask like this, their nose yes. hanging out. And I'm thinking right, the nose hanging out is uh, that kind of defeats the purpose. Basically, um, when we speak or even breathe, there is that unfortunate incident you may have heard of where the, the choir had a practice and they were actually trying to socially distance themselves six feet apart. But just by singing, they weren't coughing or anything, but just by singing, they managed to infect quite a few people and people died and it was horrible. Oh. So... So the bottom line is that the masks actually are probably most effective indoors because if you just think, if there's no circulation, the uh, you don't want to put your droplets into the air and you don't want other people's droplets in the air you're breathing. So the masks are good for indoors and probably to some extent outdoors or 
you might as well wear them outdoors because if you're outdoors, you're probably going indoors and it just keeps you from plant touching your face, which is the other thing that you really don't want to be doing unless you've washed your hands. Now, give me an idea of what it's like in New York right now, because I know what I've read and I know the rates are very high. Yeah, it's just very uh, disheartening to hear people saying all the people you see on TV are actors, paid actors. I'm like, oh my gosh, that that is so crazy. But um, Manhattan was not as hurt as badly as, for example, Queens. So Manhattan um, is we're over our peak. Our hospital's peak was probably April 9th, but we're still all working from home and that sort of thing. And and uh, the the peak is delayed from the first infections, uh, and and there's a, all these articles about, about why California did better than New York, but um, and so we're we're coming down off our peak slowly, and the concern now is that well people will say oh we're past the peak, let's you know go back totally back to normal, and that that would be a big problem. We we really need to. Um, when we when we go outside, we really need to still practice social distancing and mask wearing. Those are probably the biggest things anyone can possibly do, or biggest things that most people can do. And uh, yeah, I, I think you know, and you're just being a good citizen and helping us all. Sure. I, I like I, I like to say you know we're all in this together, so we can do our part. I'm not wearing a mask now because I'm inside. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Right. Uh, tell me how it is as far as like Central Park. Are people being smart or are they still congregating? You know, I haven't seen Central Park in a while. Okay. But I think some are smarter than others. I mean, when I do go out on this, I can go for a walk. You know, we can go for a walk. And um, we in New York, it's harder to go for a walk without seeing people. But most of the people are wearing masks. It, it's Good. really... I don't know if it's a law, but it's the recommendation, and most people are doing that. Although there are some, um, sometimes people will see, you know, people totally disregarding these uh, um, guidelines or recommendations and hanging out at bars. So there's always, um, I think they say if most of the people do it, then we'll be in better shape. I, I found it interesting that you said Queens was hit harder than Manhattan. Why do you think that is? Yes, I think, well, so um, a lot of so-called, this is, it's almost a class thing in some ways. It's hit the uh, lower middle income class jobs. Many of those jobs, they cannot work at home. So then they're traveling and many of them travel by subway. Uh, Even though the subway is a super efficient way to transport people, it's horrible for Yes, it's horrible for this condition. So um, essential workers, people that, and then, you know, some people don't have great sick uh, time policy. If they don't work, they don't get paid. And so so they're really forced to, and um, so, yeah, it's a combination of things. I understand. I mean, if I've got kids at home, I'm a single mom, and I need to put food on the table, I'm going to go to work. Right. And, and the, I mean, they, they have um, zip codes. Um, as you know, the, there's this whole topic of health disparity. So 
they say your zip code has more to do with your health than your genetic code. Uh, and uh, it's true. So if you look at COVID by zip code, a lot of the uh, uh, poorer zip codes have been affected. What can people do as far as going back to work? Um, some are going to continue to work remotely. Some are completely out of work. Millions of people, as you know, are out of work. But right. for people that have to go back to work, what can they do to be safe? Well, they can um, – it depends on your how much uh, – privilege and power you have, but those who have are the bosses, they should really do the right things and um, get the workers masks. If you have a store, you should demand that uh, people that enter your store wear masks. I remember somebody saying, they forced me to wear a mask. I'm going to boycott that store. And I'm thinking, good, you know, I, I wouldn't want to go into a store with no mask. And, uh, sure. and so that, that would be good. So if you, have a store, you know, uh, uh, have people wear masks and uh, encourage people to wear masks and, and social distance. Um, and, yes, little by little. I've heard some some services, you could argue, are, are more essential than others. And some people say, I really need that haircut. Other people say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to think twice before I, I do something like that. I've heard of some people actually are even doing haircuts outdoors, which probably is not a bad idea because it's that whole thing about diff- people in a closed space with no ventilation. It traps the droplets, and, and that's why we need to have good circulation. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts about smaller schools resuming and then maybe having classes outside at a social distance? Um, the, the thing about the, well, you know, people say, oh, this only affects the older, older people. And that's why I think that Anthony Fauci was saying, we have to be very careful before we are too enthusiastic about opening schools. We've heard of some very, um, scary stories with, uh, children. They, they're, um, I'm not a total expert, but I have heard probably what you may have heard. Uh, there's this entity called Kawasaki syndrome. Yes, I was going to bring that uh, up. And uh, they, there's an inflammatory disease similar to that that uh, that reminds folks of Kawasaki syndrome. So, you know, the kids are getting, you know, there's a story about kids getting admitted to the ICU and just eat, lucky to be alive. So it's not just, it's certainly not the flu. And what is going to happen come September, October, when the flu starts ramping up and we have COVID? That's, is that the second wave or more so? You know, it, it's hard to say, uh, talk about sure. a second wave, but certainly all these social distancing protocols, ha- uh, staying six feet apart and wearing masks, should actually reduce the impact of any flu. Um, Good. You could argue that, you know, the they have all those charts with the excess deaths um, from COVID. You could argue that um, there would be even more deaths from flu. This should be reducing the excess deaths from flu as well. What I'm saying. Are the symptoms of flu sometimes a little similar to COVID? Well, I guess to the extent, I mean, I, I, I'm actually have, have uh, kind of beyond my realm of expertise, but, just common sense. Some of the things you hear about coughing uh, do overlap with flu. 
Yes. Some of the things are actually kind of interesting that, you know, people report loss of smell as yeah, a, as that. a symptom and, and some, some of those are a little, or COVID toes and, mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, well, the other scary thing is that people seem to be sick and, uh, um, they're afraid to go to the hospital and there's more people dying at home these days. And oh, I didn't know that. That's uh, another kind of scary thing. And, mm. and uh, hopefully if people, if they do feel like they need to go to the hospital, they'll feel safe. Now that the hospitals are less overrun with COVID cases, hopefully those people will then go to the hospital and get care for their heart attack or whatever. Sure. Um, do you have an opinion about beaches? Because here in California, a lot of people go to the beach. They're told that they can't sit. They can exercise. Some people do go in the water. I'm apprehensive. Well, I guess, you know, probably there are worse things, but to, to, to the extent people can be six feet away, you, you, um, I, I, I would be apprehensive as well. Just... Uh, it's one thing to have a breeze and the breeze will blow your viruses away, but then it might blow it to somebody else. Right. And so they say when you're six feet apart walking, if you're six feet apart bicycling, if somebody exhales, you're all of a sudden you're into that Mm. other person's exhaled breath. And if you're not lucky, you know, right. Um, so I, I, I would just be cautious to me, the people that can, I've seen people that, you know, go to these national parks and there's no one, you can't see anyone. That seems like a ideal way to, to to, uh, spend some time in the outdoors, but. Yes. Are there things you do to um, keep anxiety at bay? Because there's a lot of people that are very anxious. I mean, they watch the news a lot. I feel like you have to keep your mental health in check. Right. It, it is a, a lot of stress. You know, it, through my hospital, at least at, at work, um, they offered me the so-called mindfulness-based stress reduction program. So I've actually found that uh, That's good. very useful. And uh, I don't know how many folks listening meditate or do that sort of thing, but I think that is a, a good, good way to keep uh, reduce stress. Right. It, it is tempting. You can just constantly look at your phone and just read the statistics and on and on and on. And you do do have to uh, take breaks. Um, people do talk about a silver lining of this COVID thing. You're, you're, even though you're at home, you can kind of reflect what is important in your life and, and uh, what things should I um what things were I doing? Was I doing that I maybe don't have to do anymore? Um, so, so there, you know, some people are are uh, reflecting a lot. Yes, reflecting a lot and, and trying to see what what should. And then, even as a society, you can argue what things should we go back to, and should we use this as an opportunity to make positive changes, as opposed to some people just want to get you know, back to the way we were. Right. In some ways we should all think about ways to make things better. I agree. I I see images of like animals in nature surviving because we're not out there as much or less pollution. Right. Um, Whereas um, 
it's reducing carbon dioxide emissions, but in, in perhaps in a not not sustainable way. I, I heard that actually right in, in China, they all their factories had shut down for a while, and and that was uh, a good thing for the environment. A lot of people are so antsy, and I know if I look at some of the images, the videos of nurses, they're in the trenches. They're dealing with so much holding someone's hand who's going to pass away, who can't see their family. What do you say to people that are so antsy to get out and get back to normal and normal, the way things were? Right. I I mean, it's a real thing, but if you you go outside, still practice social distancing and uh, and, uh, wearing a mask, it's not such a huge deal and I think uh, our governor put it very nicely he was holding a mask up and he says if you wear a mask it's showing respect to the healthcare essential workers whether they're the nurses on um, holding the hands of dying COVID patients or the the people that have to um, can't work from home the bus the transit workers there's a bunch of transit workers that died from covid just because you know they're they're doing essential services they so, have no choice and, and they have I'm no sorry? choice they have no choice sure, they, people have no choice so the people that are saying i have a right to do things they don't have these jobs there it, it's almost a class class thing i demand a right to put your life at risk is not a, is not right Right. So, I, you know, I don't know how... I, I, it, it's very difficult having these conversations with some people. That, you know, how do you, people, how do you change someone's mind? But to, to the extent you can appeal to a reason... Um, unfortunately, this whole thing has gotten so political that, you know, if you're on one party and it, it, it's... It's uh, very sad that it's become a much of this has become politicized. But it, oh, you're right. You know, it it should be um, a bipartisan effort to save save everyone else. I agree. As as you said, I think we have to take away the positive the positive moments of this. I know a lot of people. I'm hearing, well, they're baking and they're gardening and they're riding their bike for the first time, or their kids are learning to ride a bike for the first time. They're spending more quality time. They're trying not to be so work-focused, especially working at home. You have to decide, this is what I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to tune in and be present with my family. Right. Uh, it's a whole different mindset. Right. Being present is a part of the mindfulness, yes. right out of the mindfulness playbook. But yes. Yeah, to the yeah. extent we can do that. That would be great. Well, I want to thank you so much for joining me. Where can people find out more about you? Well, um, that's interesting. I'm on uh, Twitter, nkagetsu. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. My direct messages are open, so you can always uh, send me a direct message. That's one one way. And uh, LinkedIn. Let me spell your name: N O L A N K A G E T S U. Yes. Well, stay well, well, and thank you so much. I really enjoyed chatting with you. Thank you for this opportunity. Stay safe.